1: Hello there, I'm Martin Ramsey and welcome to this week's episode of Dominant the Soonis and Smith years. Graeme Soonis in early October of 1986 was there to pick up his manager of the month check, a whole £250. Um, (laughs) The manager of the month for September, a bit of a recovery in the Rangers season and he was justly rewarded for that. Nearly six months to the day since he first walked into that blue room, the media took the opportunity to ask him about a, a six month midterm report as it were, his reflections on the club's progress. He was quite impetuous and maybe revealed a bit of his inexperience and insecurity. He said, sometimes I think we're getting places, then at other times I don't think we've made any progress at all. I still find it hard to grasp that I am a manager. It was about inconsistency. One step forward, two steps back and a young man new to the job, was just finding its way uh, around that pretty difficult to discuss these months. I'm joined by David Edgar. How are we, David? I'm good, thank you, Mark. It's great to be back on the show. Great to have you. And John Cowden, all the way from Greece.
2: Uh, Good evening, John. Good evening. Glad uh, it's not the jinxes on this week. Might get some decent victories.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we we will have some decent (laughs) victories to talk about. now, thank you, everybody, for the, 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 the great um, early feedback and response to the show. Uh, but you two need to rein it in a wee bit. We will get to everything. We will be able to speak about everything over the course of the year, but um, a week at a time, guys. Uh, look, it is inconsistency. Really. So let's look at these drawbacks first, these stumbles. Can I start, John, please, with the the visit of Dundee United to Ibrox? Uh, in in August of 86, now we had one at Ibrooks in the midweek at home to Falkirk, um, McCoist again uh, with a penalty this time as it was at Easter Road, so you know, a a quick rebound from that Easter Road defeat, but the Dundee United game was seen as the I guess that that first big home test Um, beautiful sunny day, Um, Smith, obviously the assistant manager at Rangers now but had been assistant manager at Dundee United said it was the best he'd seen Rangers play uh, against Dundee United for as long as he could remember. Some of that football in that first hour looked very good. Rangers were 2-0 up. Uh, we my cl- first game. Oh. Was it indeed? Well, That's um, my
3: first ever time I was in Ibrox Stadium, yes. And you would have Talking enjoyed... yeah I said, Yeah. For 60 minutes, this is why I... Are you left like, I... early. For, well, no, oh God, no. Not, not only did we not leave early, John, I, was, I made my poor dad go there at one o'clock. He, could, he couldn't even go for a pint. So we were sitting there for two hours um, and it was a beautiful day. And for 60 minutes, I thought this football lark was just the best thing in the whole wide world. And I got I got such a good lesson in being a football fan that day. Well,
1: indeed. 2-0 up. Uh, that the second goal, McCoy gets two, but the the, the second one, a defence split and pass from midfield by Soonis and he latches onto it so well. Um, Rangers look great, and should have been three, which, of course, puts things to bed. Uh, but, incredibly, there's, there's a, uh, a capitulation uh, joined on the United won 3 2 Most of the goals... Probably speaking to the, the the lack of chemistry in this defence yet, um, lack of communication uh, between um, these players who, of course, never played with each other until um, just the, the last couple of weeks. Your thoughts on the game, but I'm more interested in in, in the reaction because go and look at the papers from from you know the, the Sunday Monday going to town, Um soon as is described. Leaving Ibrooks as a a man who's just been told his, his house had burned down, um, and yeah, the pressure's on him. Can he handle these these roles, player and manager? These English imports. I mean, Butcher wasn't particularly impressive in that 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 latter stage of the game. Uh, didn't look tuppence worth. Um, and a Mrs. M. Robertson from Glasgow wrote to the Times to complain that Souness was making it the English Rangers instead of the Glasgow Rangers, and at exorbitant prices, take it from someone who has known Rangers longer than most, that it will not work. Your memories of that weekend, John?
2: Um, not many. I did uh, David Holmes, um, as I do all the time, actually. Um... Just once it's over, pig sick. Uh, go back and pull the covers over my head and uh, don't read a paper for about three or four days. Um, felt kind of atypical. I wasn't. I was very upset, but I wasn't overly perturbed by it. It was a kind of 1970s throw, throwback, uh, where two 0 leads at half time. Where um, actually you were very wary of. And we always started seasons poorly. Mm. Um, and being the obtuse character I am, in hindsight, it was probably better to take the the hits early than get off to a flyer and and fall apart as had happened mm. under Greg and to degree Wallace. So I think what, what you take away from it, not that weekend, because say just it, is you can see how we're playing, and we are we're playing wonderfully. Um, it's whether that will continue uh, or not, but it's one of those freak results, I, I put it particularly to the United beat um, us. It just didn't, as I said, I, I went to bed uh, or certainly didn't read a paper, um, probably until the next game. Um, some things don't change. Yeah. Um not overly perturbed. I got to say, at this point, it is the kind of early days, and yeah, when you're trying something new, it's going to go. And and it's all in context of where you're coming from. I mean, given how we had finished the previous season, the football we were playing, and <laughs> perhaps the lack of optimism, uh, pre uh, you know, because we are really disappointed in that sort of. Jan Feb time everything is in context not in the immediate moment Uh, I mean you know it is slitting your wrists or anything like that but it's going away licking your wounds and just avoiding everyone of the other and also not talking about it with anybody my father always loved to talk about these games and analyse it and I was like if we lose I do not want to discuss it (laughs) at all (laughs) It's just, I just mm. go to bed. Um, but th- th- there are signs, you're, you're playing well. I mean, you can't see, as David has said, the sun shining, you know, football is fantastic for an hour. And it, yeah, compared to getting played off the park and maybe getting a one-one draw, in the grander scheme of things, I think it was better. And sometimes you are yeah. better to take the hits early on because it galvanises you and
1: shows this is what you're up against. You, you made a good point, John, and I, I think we'll, we'll come to something similar in a minute. Um, that we've seen this before, or certainly guys your age at this time have seen this kind of thing before. Rangers kind of traditional slow starters. I guess what I want to try and and, and get a sense from from you, especially David, maybe just that that wee bit younger, but still would would have hopefully those recollections this is not just another season you've never had a season as trumpeted as this a pre-season as huge in terms of attention and expectation and fanfare um, that surely the expectation the excitement whether you want Rangers to succeed or those who want us to fall you know on, on our face we are the, we are the big talking point um, in, 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 in the country Um. the did that have any effect? Can you can you remember that?
3: Oh yeah, I mean, well, I think I'm in a, a decent position just because, as I say, this was my first game, to give you impressions, um, not only really about the game, but about what I witnessed. Because, of of course, when you're, you're eight years old and it's, it's your first time in the stadium, the stadium and the people around you are as much uh, a part of it as the match itself, as, as it is all the time, That's you know, why you go to matches rather than watch them on television, but I remember when we came up uh, we went to the Cross Key Stevenson bus and we got there early and as I said my poor dad wasn't allowed to go for a pint because I made him come and, uh, you know, come into the stadium with me so we were outside the stadium and there were a lot of people and that was something because in years to come I, I would note that it wasn't as busy as that at one o'clock you know people were hanging about now it was yeah. a beautiful sunny day uh and you could drink then on the street without police confiscating it from you so there were a lot of people there and there was a sort of you could feel it this excitement um everybody was upbeat and, and maybe that's the case at the start of the season and again maybe i've i overly remember it because it's been uh Again, I, I overly remember it because it's been, you know, my first game, and I was obviously hypersensitive to everything. But I do think that there was more excitement there than than in a normal, certainly any season since I've been to. Maybe Advocate was up there, maybe Gerard was another one. Mm. But generally speaking, uh, this was something different. And everybody was, you know, talking about what the game was going to be like. We go in, and my overarching memory of the game itself on oh, the sense in the stadium, I, I don't know if John that was impatient. And it because was, of the build-up? Just in general. Build up because play. of the build-up. Well, that yeah, that that's a part of it. But there are several aspects to it. Impatience, first of all, with getting the ball in the box, and it's funny, your woman misses M, her husband must have been sat near me because he shouted out at one point, in the second half when it got to 2-8, he shouted out, this is like watching fucking Liverpool, get it in the box! Mm-hmm. And I was like to my dad, what does he mean That's what sort of watch? Because you didn't see Liverpool a lot on the telly, you know, so I only saw them in match of the day for like a minute or two, and he said Liverpool pass the ball a lot, and I being young and naive, went, well why doesn't he like his passing the ball? And he said, no, he does want us to pass the ball, he just wants us to pass it forward quicker. Um, and I remember but I think it is the impatience of we've waited to see these players so, you know, th- this this whole Sooners Revolution is a couple of months old and we've waited to see this it's impatience to win the league because it's been so long since we've done that it was impatience to score a goal and then it was impatience to get a second and then just as the crowd I think for the first time that day began to relax and enjoy themselves Dundee United scored and then that kind of sense of I remember, you know, people got so angry and that surprised me, you know. Um, people got so angry at, at at 2-0, you know, with a misplaced pass. And as I say, the sun's shining, my dad had bought me a hot dog. I'm having the best day of my life, you know, genuinely up to that point. And I can't understand why people are so upset that, you know, that, that somebody's misplaced a pass. And looking back, I do. I think it was just, as I say, this sense of impatience, a sense of, right, we're supposed to be back. And now knowing what I know about that period... It's exactly that. It's this sense of, look, we've been waiting for for 10 years to win a title. We we need this. We want this. You've got to deliver it. Let, and let's get this started. Let's get this show on the road. Um, and then, you know, at the end, the crowd were, were raising. Some of the football was beautiful. Um, but you could tell that there was definitely a culture change because soon as wasn't and, – and it still happened. I don't want to make it that all of a sudden, you know, the fullbacks were – going up and down the wings and passing it and building it for the back, because that, that wasn't the case. But there were a lot of things where Soonis in particular would get the ball and turn and pass it backwards to keep possession, yeah. and the crowd would get on him. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm eight years old. I love Graham Souness. He is God. So to me, I'm like, why why are they angry? How could, how dare they? But it was that. It was just, this isn't the way that we play football, and could you hurry up and start winning so that we can and then hurry up and win as a title. So I, I think that that's my, my over-abiding memory of that day, was just this This stadium was just aching to get things going.
1: Yeah, And interestingly, you mentioned that, that tension in terms of the the, the approach, because uh, after that, the the Bayern game we discussed with Andy and, and Alan last week, that he'd made it very clear, look, this is the way it's going to happen. Um, I'll get criticism for that, but I don't care. An early introduction to a man in terms of his dealings, with the support through the media dealing with the media directly that he was going to tackle those issues metaphorically the way that he would tackle opponents uh, literally um so it's, it's interesting to to hear that, that 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 kind of tension was was in the stands we're going to ping pong about a wee but this this won't be a and then rangers played this team and then rangers played that team and here were the people the, the the starting elevens am more interested in themes really um John can we go to uh, September 20th um, Rangers up at Dens Park the only game that, that, that Butcher misses in the league um, we lose 1-0 John Brown scores uh, again this kind of setback because Rangers had, had, had done well we had four league wins in the trot uh, we had played uh, the, the, the finish side Tamperia Ibrox won 4-0 Robert Fleck um, with a hat-trick not the, the last bit of that, uh, that was- David Cooper's night. Well, David Cooper's just absolutely magical. But what I found interesting, John, um, so this is the Wednesday night and Rangers have won five on the spin after this difficult period and we'll come to one game uh, in particular from that run um, soon. So, you know, great. Um, Fifth win in a row, eight undefeated since the the, the defeat to Dundee United. And soon as said, I was very disappointed. We were very sloppy. A better team could have given us big problems the way we played. Now, that tough love, that kind of Shankly-Paisley attitude might have worked very well to this kind of battle-hardened Liverpool team with this incredible winning mentality to to push them on to even higher levels. But again, you've got a fledgling team um, at this point in time um, that's maybe not going to react well to that, and he is not at this moment, recalibrating his kind of standard, his kind of outlook, um, and instead of just bigging up the fact that, you know, we've seen some incredible stuff that night, um, we're on this run, um, he's had a go at them directly and publicly, and you get that one step back.
2: Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, uh, I haven't looked at it for minute. it's not just a fledgling team, it's a fledgling manager. Yes. And I do wonder if he is trying out management techniques that he's witnessed from probably the likes of Alex Ferguson, you know, and others around then. Um, he is not... He was never a great man and manager, but at that point he is very much the fledgling manager with a fledgling team, and I think as much as he's trying things in the pitch, he's actually more comfortable with trying things in the pitch in yeah. terms of how we play, than how he... Manages the team, the media, all the management stuff. I mean, it's very noticeable, given this huge media presence. How many times is Walter Smith doing the post-match uh, interviews? Yes. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, it's almost more than 50%, I would say, just sort of licking through. So there is that kind of tough love. But I think it's it's not immature. I think it's a new manager who's is is not immature. really... It, 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 yeah, it's inexperienced. Yeah. Was the wrong it's inexperienced and I think it shows And but you're, you're dealing with a dressing room with some big personalities, young kids whatever, who probably have you know, an attitude, an opinion you know and Charlie Big Time comes in and you can imagine there'll be respect before how he plays but as a man or a manager, I'd be curious how they saw that because you know, he's he's not got managerial kind of pedigree. He's got a huge playing pedigree. So on the pitch, when he's stroking about and he's talking tactics, it's probably fine. But when he's doing this other stuff, I think they're probably looking at him saying, OK, um, yeah, we'll still to see whether what you're saying is right or not. And it it's a psychological tool he's used. I mean, whether he's done it on purpose or whether it's he's just shitting out, shooting off the hip I don't know only he could answer and probably if he answered now I don't know if he would be able to answer in truth of what he felt at that time
1: we're going to um, whether it was next week or or, or when you guys are back on a couple of weeks he'll make this mistake again but there there is evidence of learning, at least contained within this season and we'll we'll, we'll get to that Um, a real calamitous result that he plays the media card perfectly and it is that 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 evidence of what he needs to do now as the absolute figurehead of a club, um, and just a better appreciation for, for his role there. But that 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 will come um uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, John, I'll stay with you because I know you were there this night. This. Sliding doors moment, who knows? Um in the, the League Cup, East Fife. Um 0 0 Ali missed a penalty. Um Rangers finally go through uh, on penalties, Gordon Marshall and goes for East Fife that night. Uh, unable to save any Rangers penalty, including a, an utterly dreadful one by Terry Butcher, who vowed immediately never to take a penalty again. Um again. Uh, I know Rangers have had scales in this competition previously, um, but you just know the kind of people that would be sharpening their knives um, had Rangers uh, with this revolution um, going out in metal in August.
2: Yeah, I think there's one thing you got to... I mean, I think the advantage is it's away in terms of... So the support who are there... Because away the support's always been different to the home support in terms of what it is and it would be frustration yeah. but you're less likely to get on the back of people uh, or, or the team when you're away. Um feel kind of familiar in terms of that I mean and that doesn't mean it's not nervous it doesn't mean there isn't frustration missing that penalty late on when you think you're never going to score you get a penalty and you think okay let's get this and get down the down the, across the road or whatever it was because metal's in the middle of nowhere um, and suddenly it's going to penalties and at that point it is a But weirdly it's one of these things if you ask a an Rangers fan you'd say oh, we're not that great at penalties but our record is generally pretty decent in penalty shootouts it's not it's not something that we tend to blow up too often and in fact more often than not we do better than we should there is one other aspect which me, personally, I didn't like people sharpening their pencils or whatever. But let me tell you, being shot at because you're the biggest team in town or the biggest name in town, and there's huge expectations, it's a lot better than being laughed at and being ridiculed in the papers. And see, that, that has John, a huge impact.
3: See, on that, John, see, as a, a young boy, I used to read you know, all the papers. I've got the yeah. library, read all the, the magazines. And Rangers weren't always up to that point, the feature story, you know, it would be, Aberdeen were in it a lot. Back, like, Aberdeen would be the back page headline. Can you imagine that now? Any paper doing that would be commercial suicide. But sometimes you'd have to go three, four pages, Martin, to get, I think, yeah, um, it was yeah. one of the reasons why we lived in Ayrshire, but my dad got the Glasgow Evening Times, started getting it delivered every night, because at least you knew they would always get a ranger story in
1: it. So you just dismissed. That was... You know, it, yeah, more really, of an irrelevance.
3: Um, So to suddenly go, as John says, to, as frustrating as it was, because, you know, it was quite clear a few of them wanted you to fail, but there was something in the paper every day. Now, some of it was outlandish bollocks. I remember coming home one night to a a story in the Evening Times that Rangers were interested in Michel Platini. I'm sure we were. Everybody was. um, (laughs) There was no chance he was leaving Juventus to come to But some of it it was painfully bollocks, but it had gone up a a great deal. Um, I remember listening to that game on, on the radio and the sense of excitement from the commentators was just enormous because they thought that we were going to witness something really, really special. And God love my dad because my dad's a very practical man and my mum was, it's bedtime and my dad's like, he's not going to his bed just now. And my mum went, no he hasn't, he went, he'll no sleep anyway, so just let him stay up to the end of it. But I certainly wasn't sleeping after it because my heart took about two days to get back to normal.
1: <laughs> okay, but soon as was worthy of that September uh, manager of the the month award because there was a recovery from that that that. The difficult start in August. Uh, some standard victories, I guess you would call them, uh, certainly begin to call them. Uh, the two league away wins to uh, Hamilton and Motherwell, uh, a 4 0 Hamming at Clydebank, that would become uh, a bit of a pattern. Poor Clydebank that season. Uh, Robert Fleck uh, with a hat trick. Even the 1 1 draw at Tynecastle was. I um, had merit uh, at the start of October um, because Rangers had quite a few missing that day, especially on the right hand side. And you've got this other piece of uh, Cooper brilliance. The, this thing about the the, the inconsistency, the the, the the drawbacks, the the slips were silly. Uh, there were you know um, things you, you probably shouldn't expect, but the highs it would appear to me uh, looking back were exceptionally high uh, the first one we'll look at of course is in August it's the first old firm game of the season uh, and it's on the telly
0: Cooper with the chance and he's done it struck, brilliantly laid on by David Cooper and if ever a team deserved the lead, it's Rangers only for a short period of selfie, got into the game look at that, beautifully laid off ball Durant, icily cool, the way he executed the finish Rangers are in the lead and about 16 minutes of the game left the youngster Took
1: his time about it. Didn't panic. Okay, Rangers 1 Celtic 0 um, at Ibrooks on 31st of August. Um, the telly thing is, is important. Uh, this was broadcast live, the first Old Firm League game to be broadcast live. And the clubs, the two clubs, had to be twisted and pushed and cajoled into agreeing to this. John Payton, who was still the Rangers chairman at the time, even though Holmes was really pulling the strings, um, kind of admitted that, you know, television is not going away, so we have compromised. Uh, and that... that completely um, missing the point that that, that TV could actually um, uh, bring so many opportunities as football would soon discover. Um, David, were you there? yes.
3: First Old Firm game. Yeah,
1: uh, so you are both there, presumably. Uh, I did watch this on the telly. It's the first ninety minutes that I would have watched Rangers play. I'm pretty sure. Um, incredibly exciting. Um, if Rangers had not scored, it would have been almost lassingly. We, we really were the better team. Um how McCoy's missed some of those chances. I've I've no idea the one that comes back off the post that he he, he kinda of sclaps that. Um Durant should have had a penalty in the second half. Um but John the the, the goal, as I've said before and I've written before, is my favourite um Rangers goal of all time. I think it is just beautiful that that, that graceful bit of play by Cooper, the 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 reverse pass, um, Durant's tiny moment of just waiting for Bonner to commit himself before just rolling the ball in, um, and Ibrox looks wild. You, know, you two can fill me in and or, or corroborate that. But I think more importantly, what I take from from watching this game back is, and watching some of the games though from games before from the the previous season, the football is not wild. This is a different approach, a lot more patient. Um, as soon as promised, this is a young midfield. Remember. Um, we with we, Durant, we Derek Ferguson, McMinn, and um, isn't playing. Um suspended of course after Eastern Road. <laughs> um and that that goal I think just typifies uh I just it, what, what seems to me just a, a completely different approach. Compare that with a, this cartoon chaos, uh, of the four four um in, in, in March eighty six, um, which I, I think is a vastly overrated game. Um this just has all of a sudden, you're talking about maturity. This looks like a mature Rangers team. Where did it come from?
2: Um, I'll go David, you go first.
3: Yeah, I I, I think that the occasion that day was, was such that there was a feeling of expectation around the place, but there wasn't fear that I could sense that was communicated from from the support to the players. I think there was a sense of... Right, come on, and and it's that thing that we've spoken about before about when a crowd and a a team get in sync. But Rangers did avoid being dragged into too much hurly burly. Celtic, to me, that season at times looked as though occasionally they would accept kicking and screaming possibly, but they sort of accepted being the you know the, the supporting actor. And this day felt like that a little bit, that the, the narrative was about Rangers and what would happen to Rangers. It wasn't about what Celtic were going to do on that day. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of focus on us, but I think that there was just a sense from the Rangers players that if we played the right way, if we did the right things, but Derek Ferguson um, in centre midfield was absolutely terrific that day. That Derek Ferguson was why for years I was convinced, it was this, you know, this one in the the League Cup final that sort of convinced me that he was going to be an absolute superstar, the problem I think is it might have convinced him that as well, but Rangers were just terrific, McMahon was you know, all energy and we all know about Ted McMahon that he could fall down, you know, after beating six men and it's true, but there was a lot more to him than that, he worked his direct opponent a lot, really hard Um McCoys was a wee bit too high, strong. I think that miss that you mentioned, the one that comes yeah. back off the post, snatches. is a yeah he snatches at it. it wasn't. I think he was a wee bit caught up in it. As for the goal itself, um, when you when you see that, I I was in the enclosure. I was in the, the the enclosure that day, and I didn't see the ball hit the net, but I knew it was a goal because when it went in, even though I didn't quite see, I saw Durant running through, and then. I didn't see much because everybody sort of pushed by me. And then the next thing, I, I was just, I was up there, so I had a perfect view. And my, I realised my dad was trying to catch me because it was guys running about, you know, we're just hugging and throwing you up there and moving on to the next one. And it was this unbelievable bedlam, and I'd never heard a noise like it in my life before. It was like a sonic boom. It was an explosion. And it's the first thing I've, I've, I've heard an old firm goal, you know, it, and there wasn't long left and Rangers are winning and the singing was just going non-stop and everything and and I was trying to ask my dad to hold me up so I could give a V sign to Celtic fans and he wouldn't because you've met my dad he's far too nice and polite for that sort of unpleasantness but it just I I do think that there's something in this that I I often got the the sense that season that that Celtic sort of allowed themselves to be uh, uh, not the protagonist of that season, it was the Ranger story. Now, I've got blue tinted specs on, but I I do think, you know, you'd see it in the, the papers and stuff. It it was very much that we were to do things and their job was to stop us. You know, it wasn't about what they would do. It was about whether or not they could foil us. It was like the plot of a movie. And I don't know whether it was just because we had this glamour and we we had the guy who could carry him, we had the A-list star, if you like, and they didn't have that, but that day, I I, I very much got the sense of, they're just here as a sort of device plot really, that uh, they'll either beat us, in which case, you know, they're the bad guys who spoil the party Mm. or they're the foe that we vanquish, and like I say, I got that sense a lot and one of the reasons I bring that up is see the following season which was their centenary year, I got that sense that it was us that year that we were the team who were only there as a protagonist in someone else's story. But I've got a really strong sense of feeling that at that point, that Celtic weren't viewed, not just by us, but in general, maybe even by their own fans, as a team who were out to try and stop someone else doing something rather than going and achieving it for themselves. John, how important was this? It
2: was... um... To be fair, at this point, we have no fear of them at Ibrooks. I mean, if you about against since Wallace started, we have a fairly decent record playing them. Um, I mean, this was the, I think this was the best we played uh, in an old firm game all that season, including the January, the New Year's Day one. Um, I thought we were fantastic that day. All we needed was a goal, and it did have a look of a 0-0 or, a, or them scoring a late goal. We you know, after done. doing similarly with the sort of United, mm. uh, you know, play play teams off the park, and there is a kind of degree I think around the hour mark where there is a is this here we go again, but it's usually important. I mean, the weird thing, and I get everything as David said, because that is the emotional play out in the press. The reality is, and I was stunned when I was looking at this before. Celtic are in sensational form. Yeah, for, I mean, from March to November, the only team in Scotland who can beat them is us. And they start off this season... At one point, Bonner's going for the world record for the uh, shutouts, 883 minutes or something, he's got go for at the beginning of the season, including friends. My God,
3: well. can you imagine if that guy of all and people... Yeah.
2: will you look at that defence... I mean, they so don't have was... defence. I mean, we'll get to the League Cup final, I'm sure. You look at that, That is, the League Cup final is the most Timish of Tim teams. It is not pragmatism at all. And you're looking at it and you say, but actually you look back and you see where they are. This is a game we had to win. They yeah. could afford to lose this game. And that is always huge. The manner of how we played it, and I, I was almost, must be really close today, because I was in the enclosure um, when... McMinnon or Durant jumps in McMinnon it's right in front of me I'm sort of two thirds of the way back just under where the stand finishes and it is bedlam but I've been in the enclosure quite a few times there or the governor. I hate going to the Copeland to watch us play them because that is always a disaster so I just don't go there um, so I hate that but it was absolute mayhem and it just was, but it was having played so well and winning I think if we'd have played and got 1-1 or 0-0, wouldn't it be an issue? If we hadn't won this, given Mm. the way that we absolutely destroyed them, that would have been a huge problem, I think. Uh, But then winning it and... Yeah, I mean, the only thing I remember of their support that day was they were chanting Argentina. Um, Just as
1: Woods uh, launches the ball up
2: for for the goal. And, yeah, I mean... the other stunning thing, you know, the thing which I forgot about this, is is how much Cammy Fraser plays in this mm. early part. Yeah, I always thought Cammy Fraser was his replacement. But actually, okay, Souness isn't there, but he plays a lot until he gets injured in this early part of the season. He's almost like Souness' Ryan Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird because I always thought he was a bit part player and it's only when Souness got injured, suspended, that he came in and it was... Soonest plus Durant and Ferguson, because they were potentially two generational stars, I would yeah, say. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were, you know, whatever happened to Derek Ferguson, he's and we know what happened to Durant, injury-wise. But these guys were on another planet, and they were just coming through, and I always thought it was as guiding it. But Cammy Fraser really does play a lot in this early part of the season, and plays well. And he's not a guy who's loved by, I would argue, the players, and certainly
3: not by the fans. No, but... I'd, I'd noticed that early um, that my, you know, people around about me just didn't like him, and I found that, as I say, a little odd, because you know, my wee boy, I love all Rangers fans eh, Rangers players, but people were like nah, he's shite, he's useless, he thinks he's better than he is, that was a kind of common one that you heard a lot. Um, but you're right, and, and again, seeing the, the, the cup final, he's absolutely terrific. But there are some guys that I don't know if it's just a memory thing in times, Joe, and, and whether, you know, you do it, but guys that you don't think of at all of, as this era, and Ali Dawson's one, um, I think the, the uh, Doogie Bells or another, names that'll pop up this season that I thought, oh, I thought they all left in the summer, I thought, yeah. you know, they were, they were John McDonald's, and they're not, they're still, which again shows you that the idea of the, the utterly radical surgery done on this team in the summer isn't Nah, Is it true?
1: It's, it's, it was one of the biggest myths no. about about this particular yep. season. I mean, I just think, or just speaking about that goal, the, the Durant goal there. Um, I mean, David, you know me very well. I'm not an overly emotional No, guy, you're not. But I, I struggle to, to talk about that goal without being emotional. And I've always wondered why it's beautiful. And of course, Cooper and, and Durant, there's there's a, obviously more than a hint of tragedy about their, their, their careers and lives um, and real kind of true blue Rangers heroes and, 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 and whatever but I think it's the telly you know I think it's the fact that that's my first my first experience of watching Rangers I think certainly in 90 minutes I would have seen highlights or whatever but that being in the moment as it's happening um, beating Celtic I and mean, sitting on the, on the couch with more man I'm only what five um, it, it must be that it, and you know telly's always going to be a big part of this this series, this particular story, because it does shape football. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, the Skull League Cup. Can I, I just mean,
2: say I'm with John Peyton on the telly because um, I hate old firm games on a Sunday because if you lose, you've only got twelve hours before you have to face and work traditionally, and if you win, it's a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah that was always crap.
3: my <laughs> that was always my thing about it. That if it was a Sunday one, I would be hungover. Right, so that's not great. And two, as you say, after it, the, the amount of Monday clubs I joined, yeah. John, after after old fun games, good, uh, generally actually in a worse state if we lost because then you really need to go in the baby. I think the adrenaline of a win keeps you sober. But um, no, it looked Mark, you're right. It was huge because it, being on the telly, it's a new dawn. That's what everything sort of felt like to people our age. Everything was new. The possibilities were were here. You know, we were signing guys from England, which, you know, we, we talked about in the first show. We had Graham Souness as a manager. We had this crop of young cool. That was the thing. There's there's huge yeah. identification. People my age, we loved Ian Durant. Yeah. We loved Ali McCoy. You know, they were they were like us. Yeah. Um, in a way that you know, clearly couldn't be there when the advocate, Iris, the it just felt like this is all new and, and an old firm game on the telly, you know, live and experts and uh, it was just a different world. Uh,
1: the world was changing. Uh, the Skull League Cup then, uh, a source of refuge uh, in the, the early 80s, of course, for Rangers. Um The East 5 scare is over. Rangers beat Dundee as well. 3-1 final sales at Hamden for the semi-final. Bit of pressure. Um, This game happens, of course, on the the, the Wednesday evening, midweek. The previous weekend was that that, that defeat at Dens Park in the the, the league. Um, So we have this on, on the 24th of September to face Dundee United, of course, who have beaten us already at Ibrox. They are in good form. Um, Celtic are already in the final. They played in the previous night, beat Motherwell on penalty kicks. So, a uh, bit of pressure. Uh, looking back, I would have assumed, John, you can test that um, because, you know, it's, it's done the United, it's Hamden, and there's some very good recent memories of that. Rangers win 2-1, uh, Ted McMahon and Ali McCoyst uh, making the, the difference. Dundee United do pull one back um, through former Rangers player Ian Ferguson, but this time Rangers hold out. There is no capitulation. Um, again, what, what comes through to me, David, you've you've mentioned it just there, Alan and, and Andy and I discussed it at length last week. It's the current Rangers players or the players who were already in situ that are stepping up in these early big wins um, and these big performances um, and it's the influence of this small band of quality of course um, that, that's that, that's quite evident because it's McMinn and McCoy's here of course um, John, you you this was never in doubt for you then
2: uh, uh, Long term I am always super confident, short term of course on the day of the game you but the United don't win at Hamden against us they just don't at this point. They have a huge mental block. It's not that we can beat them; it's that they can't beat us. They just are—they're beat before they go on the pitch. Um, you know, until they change the manager and we get Maxwell and McPherson, they just—they can't beat us. And that—that allied to, they hate the world and I hate it. We know how to win at Hamden. I mean, we very rarely get beaten. We talked last week about when Aberdeen beat us in the two-cut. Both times against an ageing, dreadful team, it goes to extra time. Mm. We are very comfortable at Hamden. Um, you know, All the way going back to the mid-70s, we we know what we've got to do. We very r- rarely lose there. And D.D. United can't beat us. Generally, in fact, the worst thing they could have done was beat his Ibrox, you know, because that's their lower averages. That's their second one in fifteen games. But there's also the previous weekend where you get beat at the and that's got a kind of familiarity, you know. And it get and you know you're going to get a reaction from this Rangers team. I mean, already there is that when the chips are down and you need to win a la the old firm game and you need to, you know, and after that, you know you'll get a reaction. And therefore, the odds are you don't see how we're we're not going to win that night, Because yeah, it's also the league cup I mean it's our yeah it's our it's, our, it, it's our thing you know, and can talk about butcher and all that, but I mean you get so many players through that team who have played in league Cups and made huge contributions in it that actually it's and I think Ali loves play scoring against the b united is he? but seven he did, games yes. or something i mean. Can't play against Aberdeen. I mean, we'll probably come up to that, that next. Aberdeen is the big psychological. Celtic at Ibrox <laughs> and the United at Hamden. Um, big psychological barriers for this team. It's not like when Ryan Jack scored the 1-0 um, against Rogers of Celtic, where you hadn't beat them forever. We know how to beat Celtic at Ibrox. We know how to beat the United at Hamden. And the United... I think the beat of Tim's one, they can't win at Hamden. I mean, their two League Cup finals at Windsor at Dens Park. They cannot win at Hamden. It is now a thing of epic proportions. And it's yeah, 2-0, you lose a goal. But actually, weirdly, because of the way what happened at Ibrooks, we've lived and learned, and you know, it is a learning process for this team. And that that's my impression of it. It is it's not a surprise well, when you look back.
3: I I shot myself at 2-1 though because I'm eight and therefore having seen it a few weeks before um I'm like oh no not again not tonight not with the cup final um it just it, it felt like a good win uh, when when we did it and there's some really good football by rangers in that first half in, in particular um and then of course you know the, the we were the first night and celtic were the second uh and they had motherwell well, I'm pretty sure actually Motherwell scored ai think an they were I think, we, I think they were well, first. I think they were first the night. We were the Wednesday. They
2: went through.
3: Either way, I remember watching their game, and I probably got my nights mixed up. But I remember watching their game and thinking, you know, we 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 would beat them here. You know, big pitch. We're a good side. Because I'm listening to all this stuff on the radio about you know passing side and whatnot. I'm, like, I'm a wee boy. I'm like a sponge. You know, last person I have spoke to. So I'm thinking, ah, big pitch. We'll we'll run them out of the ground and all that kind of stuff, you know? So, but my confidence, Martin, was to ebb and flow before the actual match itself and then was to ebb and flow during the Cup final. Yeah. Well, we're
1: through to the final. Big week this in September. I'm getting through to that, that final soon. as is first, of course, uh, but on the Saturday uh, we play Aberdeen at Ibrox. Now, Aberdeen, I think it's fair to say, John, do not have the same fear about coming to Glasgow to play Rangers at that time. Uh, the 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 game was titled Sunus' Revenge. That's how it was billed. a uh, reference to Alex Ferguson's decision to to drop him for that, that Uruguay game at the World Cup in Mexico. Um they were expecting a fair bit of spice and needle, considering some of the things that we, we've seen already in this season. But it it wasn't. A very good, very enjoyable game of football. Um and Rangers were impressive creatively, but also but maybe more importantly were impressive at the back but you really starting to come into his own as a, a defensive leader had to withstand a fair bit of pressure especially in that second half um, and of course the boss himself started the scoring
0: McMinn. still Ted McMen this sinus
2: Too high for Dodds.
1: Gripers missed kick, but McCoyst has it for Rangers. He has Fleck on his right.
0: Fleck is onside. The chance to clinch it for Rangers. McCoyst makes it two.
1: My first game. David and John, as I'm sure you both know, um, very, very excited uh, by this Rangers win 2-0. Um, that soon celebration. Um power and poise and just arrogance. Uh the second goal more a matter of hilarity because of Leighton's antics. Uh I think he was at the touchline to see the, the the linesman before Robert Fleck had even rolled it in. Um as a historian and trying to make a narrative this is this seems very symbolic this win. Uh the new guard against the old um Sunnis and Ferguson were interviewed at the same time by STV after the game I know um, I, How think wild it was, I think it was done to deliberately it. again to, to kind of put this Mexico feud kind of to bed but I think both men are I think very obviously at different positions in their life Ferguson I say uncharacteristically phlegmatic about uh, losing to Rangers losing to Irocs to a goal a second goal that potentially controversial for offside um, I can imagine maybe two or three years before he would not be um, as relaxed. Um, he looks like a man that's waiting for another call, which of course would come very, very quickly. As soon as club blazer on open collar satisfied, but there's still an edge to him. He's still, I think impatient, um, big win, a uh, big result, but you know, uh, we, we want more. Uh, David, am I romanticising the, the, the symbolic importance of this game because no, it's, no, it's, it's individual for me, but yeah.
3: Well, you would be allowed to because <laughs> it's a game that, that counts uh, towards that. But I don't think you are, though, no, because it did feel pivotal. And again, I go back to what we said in the first show about where Aberdeen you know, were viewed and, and John had mentioned, you know, how much the Rangers crowd hated them. And because Aberdeen, when they became top dogs, and although it's just a, a blip of time in the whole history of Scottish football, it was five, six years at this point, right? So it's it's no feeling like a blip in time. It's all I've known that, that Aberdeen are the best team. And they carried themselves, you know, with a Ferguson-like... Um, it's not enough for us to win someone has to lose attitude. And they carried themselves like they were that they were better than us. And because a lot of it had been based on him having a chip on his shoulder about you know the old firm, that they, they did rub your nose in it. They did make sure you knew all about it. And like I say at the time, you know, they they could afford some decent players as well. And in the papers there would be an Aberdeen story just about every day. It, it was not like it is now, and not like it would be, you know, really from about the mid nineties. So It was a huge game. Also, that they had given us some some fearful beatings at Ibrox uh, in the past and they were always very confident. But I think both teams knew both managers through the week sort of did the whole well, it won't decide the season, it's a huge game stuff um, which you would expect. But the fact that they were asked that tells you it was a huge game. You know, the fact that 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 was brought up suggests how big a game it was. And it, it was pretty clear Aberdeen wanted to come down. I still remember, you know, listening to the radio on the way up and on BBC Scotland, them saying, you know, that Aberdeen will want to just let everybody know because as was pointed out they didn't win the league last season, uh, Aberdeen. So although they'd won the Cups, both Cups, uh the previous season, that they as I say, they they hadn't won the league and they just wanted to remind everybody, you know, that they were the best team in Scotland and to get their title back. And I think there was a real sense that they would come down and just show everybody, you know, don't you forget about us? Remember who has been the team of the decade so far. Um, and from a Rangers point of view, though, there was there was expectation. Uh, I would I would say that again. I probably sensed more nervousness from people around me than I did even for that old fun match because eh, it, just the the way things had been for the last the last few seasons. But immediately, you know, you could see that, that it was going to be a very competitive game. Uh, but the, there were winners on that pitch on both sides, and both of them were determined not to, to give an inch to the opposition. And of course, we we take the lead from that soon as free kick. Um, and again, I remember being a, annoying my dad by going, why don't more players do that where well, you kick it into the wall and it deflects in? And him having to patiently explain to me that he didn't mean that to happen, it was a wee bit of a lot, but I thought he meant it, because as I said to you earlier, I thought Graham Sunnis was God at this point, so he meant it, but then that second goal, I just remember being absolutely, people are gone nuts, but I remember being absolutely spellbound by the that was the first I had ever seen Jim Layton 800 metres runner and thankfully for my laughter channels it would not be the last that I would see that, but there was, you know, people were dancing and singing in the last few minutes of that game And when it went, there was, honest to God, an old firm style cheer, because it just felt like, ah. And I know that, as I say for me, I felt this was huge. um, Because we had beaten Celtic a fair bit in the last few years. Never led to anything. But it wasn't like it was... Do you remember, when was that 3-0 game at Ibrox, John? It was the same season as the four each, so that's what I'm saying. But then
2: we'd
3: win yeah, yeah, 3 4-H, 3-2 and then we beat them, we were in a good run against yeah, it, it L wasn't huge it, it wasn't, yeah, I mean always brilliant and you didn't really lose, but it, it, Aberdeen no, we we lost to Aberdeen, and sometimes quite heavily, and I think it was also saying to Aberdeen that this has finished, you know that you've had your moment in the sun and of course as we sit here now in 2022 we can absolutely say that that, that their glory days there were maybe a few aftershocks, but the earthquake was well over at this stage um, so no, I don't think you can romanticise it, and, and as crazy as it might sound to younger people who've grown up and you know their children will grow up in a world where it's Rangers or Celtic and that's your dinner um, in many ways to me at 8 years of age, I would have considered this the bigger of the two victories John, do you go with that?
2: Yeah, uh, of all the games we're talking about um in this programme, this is the biggest victory by far. Um I think as soon as you can't say it's luck, but it is playing Celtic at Ibrox and then Aberdeen at Ibrox is a huge advantage, but Aberdeen is our cycle, they were is a psychological block. Yeah. From eighty two to eighty five, they are the top team in Scotland. Actually, they begin to go downhill after eighty five. You can only say that afterwards, because it could have been a blip tiredness. But This is huge, and it's also huge with the second goal, because McCoy, at this point, is almost like Ian Runch against Man U. Mm. He can score against everybody, but I think this is his first goal against Aberdeen uh, when he rolls that one in, um, you know, when Fleck squares it back to him. And again, it's a huge thing, I because mean, Ali, despite what Andy might have said last week, Ali carried us the year before. I mean, no alley goals. We were never mind Europe. We were in relegation trouble. They could never score. He could never get the better of Mac- mm. and Miller, who were phenomenal. And to be able to do this and do it two nil is a our... <sighs> good score. You know, it's not a one nil. Could they? End... Yeah, it just—it's the biggest game because this is our big psychological block. Uh, in this thing, we cannot beat Aberdeen for love the money, we didn't under Wallace, can't remember the last time we did it under Greg but nothing each draws are fantastic yeah. how well we have played but this is the one that says, and it's not because Aberdeen are the best team, Celtic are, are the team and the United are at the top, Aberdeen aren't that great at this point, yeah, that's in right. terms of performance He's looking away at for this us. point, isn't he
3: John? Ferguson, ah, we we don't I we mean, don't
2: know that at this time, but aye. yeah. I mean, he, he's given up on this team cause he, and I think he sees that he's lost because whilst we're signing from England, he's losing to England, so he's lost Strachan, Cooper. Black's gone to Metz, is it? Uh, yeah. Or he's gone to France, so he's beginning to lose it And, so, and he does say later that all he play, overplayed his younger players. I think Simpson's out that season, but yeah, he's obviously had a look and went. I ain't gonna be he's never going to be able to spend money. You talked last week about um you know Scottish football is paralysed. I think there's two things. I'm not sure they were paralyzed. One is nobody can compete because the Tims are never going to do it. And who's gonna who's gonna attract a top caliber international quality to paradise or Pataudry? Mm. And the second one is there's a degree of complacency, because we're a we're a circus act, and even when all the facts are there, the muscle memory is Rangers are a disaster and actually Rangers when they spend big it never works, a la late 60s early 70s into 80s which we spent big in relative terms we tend to cock it up because actually we don't have any youth coming through to balance it out so we're not taking seriously that summer I don't think because everybody is expecting the Hibs game and I think the Hibs game reinforces a lot of well it's they've spent big but they'll never be able to hand it, that kind of you still get it but That's kind of Scottish mentality of we're different. You know, just because you're a world-class player and you were playing against Maradona and all of this doesn't mean you can hack it against Stevie Cowan and, you know, sensational stars like that. Um, but beating Aberdeen is huge for us. I mean, psychologically, on every level. And I think all these games are actually helping tie Butcher right into because you said last week you might have had some doubts as soon as I don't think ever really gets his or ever wants to he's the almost I don't think he was middle, he's a middle class Edinburgh guy mm. Butcher is one of the guys I mean we had him at the supporters club in the February he wants to be thinking pints he loves the adulation the atmosphere and all of these games he's looking about and obviously going to England games and saying God you boys want to come up here and see what's happening this is unbelievable
1: well we're going to get to one of those big games I imagine because soonest at the end as I said just seems impatient wants success, tangible success silverware and on the 26th of October he would get it
0: and Candy Fraser is there Butcher's there, Durant is there and scores Durant is caught for Rangers 1-0 one nothing, with exactly 17 minutes gone well the very boy we were just talking about there takes his chance only a half chance touched by Terry Butcher went to the outside and the near side of the goalkeeper bit of discussing going on there's a chip forward and it's off the bar and it's a brilliant save by the Rangers goalkeeper superb save In, a brilliant equaliser. On to McMahon. Durant That's a crossover, and I think the goalkeeper. No. Just for a moment, I thought uh, the got something. We're getting a free kick out of that. Ferguson. To Cooper. free kick we definitely lack in the game enough players to take the ball to opposing defenders feels for a penalty kick there it's a given it's a penalty to Rangers and there's going to be bother for a Celtic player. I don't know which one it is there it is again a vital moment in this game I make it five and a half minutes remaining of the Skull Cup final Simplicity and there goes the final whistle. Rangers have won the Scottish League Cup final. Rangers supporters are rough. and there is Terry Butcher, the first Englishman to hold. That League Cup trophy aloft. And they do it right now.
1: Okay, Rangers 2, Celtic won in that that Skull League Cup final. Um first trophy in the bag. Uh, there's so much in here, gents. We we need to be careful with time. Um both parties, I guess, get what they want. Celtic have their um gripe. Uh, which they, they, they never um, knowingly miss an opportunity to, to wallow in paranoia, um, with uh, Davy Symes, to be fair, dreadful handling of uh, the 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 conclusion to this game, the sending off of Morris Johnson, even though he had been booked already, he would have to walk. Um, uh, it, it was quite an incredible um, <laughs> a bit of uh, circus uh, nonsense at the end there. Um, and the football was... Decent in, in, in parts. It was a wee bit more harem scareum uh than the the Ibrox League game. Celtic probably the the better team, and certainly at the time or at that time in the second half, uh, Rangers and certainly that young midfield starting to to just be swamped a little bit. Um, but they kept kicking Davy Cooper and they kept bringing him down and and giving Rangers free kicks uh around the area, uh which of course um. The, the the second goal came from the first one came from a corner, um, in fact I think, I think it came from a free kick down there actually, uh, and you know that that first trophy uh, is in the bag. Um, Celtic, oh, Davy Hay took the ball, didn't he, um, directly off the He's pitch, and, and yeah wanted to, to to go down the road and he, he literally said to the press like eh, you know Celtic should go to 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 play England, England now. Um so it, it kind of had everything, John, uh, and I know. You know, you've had a three-two victory. What two years before, three seasons before, uh, in in the same final with with Ali's hat trick and all that. Um, but I, I guess this was this was important because of of what you've just said that this kind of expectation, um, the money, the the the, the fanfare. Uh, this is big, surely.
2: I it's big. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was. Always in hindsight or thinking after the years it was bigger for the manager than it was for the players it was certainly huge for the club um, but most of the players in that pitch uh, have more than one League Cup winner's medals in that um, you know and have had some magnificent times it's Hamman's different now I mean what was it 74,000 was there yeah. and I was there in the Rangers section J J whatever you want to call it Uh, My English sons hate me saying "Jai," but it's Scottish. Um, So, and it's phenomenal, the atmosphere. And it is one of those old firm games which kind of ebbs and flows. And it's a kind of typical one. Um, You can look back and say, well, you knew you were going to win. Of course we didn't, because we won the League Cup and they won the Scottish Cup finals when it's old firm. And that's That's been the kind of way. Um, It is around that sort of late 60s through to then. But... Uh, It is, these are draining occasions. Um, The, you know, standing, the sway of the crowd, I mean, two goals is absolutely exhausting. And all the abuse you're given, I mean, it it has everything in its mayhem. And when you've won, it is just absolutely phenomenal. You know, thinking about what's coming next, you are living in that moment. And I think that's where a lot of us, not you, younger guys, who'd seen it, 60s, older guys, in me, 70s, and had really missed it of being top dogs. And you get to this, and you win an Old Farm Cup final, and people are looking at you and taking you seriously. And the adrenaline rush of late penalties, the whole, and and Mojo is a circus. He's an absolute circus we wouldn't go into the long sleeves that only he seems to wear um, and the rumours surrounding that um, but yeah, I mean it is, it's is—it's absolute mayhem and it's wonderful I mean, no know people talk about you know, the singing and it doesn't mean anything but the adrenaline rush is fantastic um, I can remember Sunday again, bloody hell pub shirt, I don't drink but I w- you want to be in the pub talking about it and we ended up driving up the town um, to get the Daily Record at Central Station at midnight. And, yeah, it was and the front page of the Daily Record has got a blue hue on it. <laughs> it's not white, it's got the whole print, but the print is in blue. <laughs> I don't mean it's black, but it's got a blue background. You can look at it at the Celtic Wiki. And the other fantastic thing that Charlie found out is. On the 2nd of October, Davy He sets out a new disciplinary code to Celtic players, at which one of them is, is a ban on blessing themselves in public. Mm. And he says as a quote, for instance, if one of our players was to bless himself at some critical stage of the Skoll League Cup final against Rangers later this month, it could cause a riot. How prophetic is that? Yeah, he. Celtic. Um, <laughs> Celtic
1: had played Dundee United the that season. They were two up at Tannadice, and they they surrendered that 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 lead and get ended two two. And and he had requested that Valentine never referee another game um, in, in, involving Celtic. It's it's there uh, that that, that tension's there. David, presumably you watched this on the telly as I did. I did. Um, Andy Gray. Andy Gray was uh, with uh, an incredible jumper,
3: a jumper, uh, yes. Um, yes, with, with Doogie Donnelly I,
1: in a caravan outside uh, the main stand at Hamden. Yeah, they, that's what they, they
3: had them. Yeah, they had them in this static
1: caravan. It was just, it's nascent <laughs> and, though. This is this is uh, it's, it's new. There's two images from that televised final that that still stick with me. Uh, Cooper hoisted above by by Durant. again. These two. I'll say it again. These two, just true blue kind of Rangers heroes, uh, Cooper just cool. Um, Durant said it's almost unfair that that Cooper was allowed to take penalties um, because he was he was just that 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 reliable. Um, but you know the Bears going utterly mental on the background and, and, and Cooper just that that arm raised, and then Sunnis at full time, uh, just looking up to Holmes. In, in the director's box And of course um not suspended to this one injured um so he, he, he has the suit on um but just raising his, his fist, not overly done um not not going wild but there's just this calm assurance that someone's in control of this club at last um very powerful i think um, I, I appreciate what you're saying that and uh, some of the other victories earlier in this period, um, probably more important for the season, um, but there's there's just well, there's obviously something magical about winning cups that you know the weekend that the clocks change, just the the it's under lights, um, it's against Celtic, it's it's soon as he's first, uh, if you don't count the Glasgow Cup, obviously, but um, this was, yeah, the the, the imagery is iconic, I think, David.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. There's a few things that you mentioned there that I find very evocative. First thing is that darkness. It was that super all-enveloping winter darkness. And the Skull Cup final always told you you were into winter, I think, um, as a wee boy. My birthday's in November and then Christmas, so uh, maybe that's the reason I've got such fond memories of the Skull Cup, because one, we always won it, and two, you know, these series of amazing finals in the late 80s that we would would contest. Um, The other bits that that I remember very perfectly are not only his jumper but I remember my mad uncle Jim (laughs) sitting watching the game with us and he went is Davey Hay just came off a fucking shift at Arnold Clark's or something because he is dressed as a car salesman he's He's wearing a a mustled jumper he's got got like a, a brown sort of winter coat that you would get in in you know T. G. Hughes, you know for 25 quid far special special, um, and soonest looks like a million dollars. You know suit and tie, club suit, just looks brilliant. And Davy Hay, as I say, has come dressed after try selling a, a used dowdy. Um, and then we actually get. I remember the banners before it. Terry's All Gold oh, was one of the Rangers. Celtic had the worst banner I've ever seen, which said Roy Aiken is a tin can, a tin man can opener. And I was like, oh, that's bad. I'm eight, and I know that that's bad. <laughs> right? That's how bad that is. Um, to the game itself, Rangers, we did this as a watch-along. It's there, folks, who like go do it. Um, we watched it with young James, who obviously wasn't around in those days. And he said <laughs> the thing that stunned him was this game would finish with four players each <laughs> because the amount yeah. of tackles that are going in that these days there would be questions in Parliament about, right? On both sides, by the oh, way. Oh,
1: is it? an absolute bees on the end. It's a, it's
3: oh, a man alive, they are just kicking the shit out of each other. Men in those days, man. And it was, your know, Rangers first half for excellent. Cammy Fraser with, honestly, it must be, what yeah. 35 yards minimum if it hits the post yeah. with uh, from a free kick. I mean, a real terrific hit. John's right when he said draining. I remember this. I remember this game lasting for hours into the second half and, you know, the, the, the surge. And then, you know, sort of, I think, you know, Rangers getting a bit on top. We get that free kick, the delivery and the finish from Durant. It's it's knowing what he wants to do. It's that football brain. Take it in the chest. But he's not, he's not chesting it because, oh, the ball's come at him and his chest is near. It's, he goes, while the ball's near, he thinks, if I chest that down there, and then adjust my body, I'll have a shot. He takes it into the perfect position, and then, of course, explodes it past the goalkeeper. Celtic's equaliser is a beauty as well, in all fairness. Slick, one-two between McLaren and Johnston, and then, you know, right into the top corner. And at that stage, you're right, they're they're beginning to get a wee bit ahead. It's a penalty. I, you know, Roy Aitken, of course, going through his, his impression, but watch it. He's not looking at the ball. He's got two hands on Butcher and he hauls him down um, right in front of the referee. It was a penalty kick. I'm always nervous, as we all are when somebody's taking a penalty, but I knew he would score. Um, I'd seen David Cooper hit a penalty before, actually, in a big, important game for Scotland against Wales. So I just knew that he would tuck it away. Of course he does. And then... You know that brilliant where he just stands there and gets lifted aloft, the coolest man in the whole stadium. You know, and can I of
2: you two? Literally, the eight-year-old I've got to ask.
3: Um, <laughs> I, I was I was made aware of what he had said by the the older gentleman in the room. Uh, it was a much uh, it was a source of much moth, John. Um, shall we put it that way? But. Then, you know, you're counting down the minutes. But I I, I never really felt that they were going to score. Uh, and, of course, we we're going to win it. And then you're right. It's that it's the look-up, and the camera catches it just perfectly. Yeah. And I agree with John. John made a really interesting point there, something I hadn't considered till he said it, but he's right. It was more important for Soonis than it was for the players because they had won League Cups before. But he needed it yeah. because now he's already saying, look... I think he needs it for himself because it's like... I'm starting to pay back. Yeah. I've won a cup, right? Um, I, I was a winner as a player. Now already I'm a winner as a manager, and I'm starting to to pay back. And there's always this parallel that people draw between Sunis and Gerard, and I get that. And Gerard Records and Cups, of course, was was really poor. Um, but at that point it was, you know, it wasn't we weren't as this success starved, yes, for a title, but we had won Cups, you know, whereas with Gerard we'd won nothing at all. So, you know, we, and we needed that league title, we knew that. But uh, the fans, I think, would have coped. with all, It wouldn't have led to a series of this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't believe that. He's got the old firm victories in the bag. I think John will, will know better than me. I think that the that people would have said it's a Cup final, it can happen. But the fact that we'd won it, because then you can start to again, really feed into the he's a winner. This is what he does. He's going to succeed because look here, you know, already look at what he's achieved here with this side and it's only going to get better. But two wins, you know, in that short space of time against them, a win against Aberdeen, and it's it's quite clear already that we're a completely different beast, that we are now a side who are more than capable of going on and, and winning the title. But I don't think then though, that anybody ever thought, well, that means now, oh, look at us, it's now just going to be shooting into the title. You're coming off a season where Hearts have gone, I think, something like 31 games undefeated and lost the league, you know, in the last day of the season. So there was the understanding that it's still going to be a slog. It's a long, long way away. But yeah, I mean, the fact that you've already, you've already kind of got rid of the, well, he's never won any as a manager thing at that stage of season. What I also think was important, I heard Terry Butcher at a speaker's night one night, years, years later, say that a lot of the the boys down south watched that game because they showed it down south. Yeah. And he said they were getting in touch with him in the next few days and that the next England get And they went, that looked, that looked amazing. And he said, and I'm saying, I'm like, come up and play. He said, you honestly, you've never experienced anything like it. You know, as you said, 75,000 people, huge games all the time, Europe you know these things are important they might not have a payoff the next day yeah. but these things are important people are looking at this and going god the big man's enjoying himself isn't he and i'm stuck in and and you do need to remember how grim the the season was in england that year um it, it, it really was a depressing place to play football these half empty stadiums with the you know the cages and the violence and no european football and really down there it was kind of it was kind of like the ugly shunned stepchild yeah. at that point, and he's saying to her, Mom, oh, I'm having a time of my life up here, you know, three hours up the road." So, uh, I just think it was a a really important victory, uh, obviously, as as any cup in Celtic card. But I don't think it, I don't think you can use it as that was the launch pad. I think we were already already in the air at that point. Hmm. You,
2: I think this is the, this is the night going on about Butcher. This is the night where they have the party back at Ibrox. And they all go, they're all going to Panama Jackson River. And he's walking out the door and soon as stops him and takes a league cup off him. Because he's <laughs> about to take up pain Henry after the kids Panama. I mean, and if you, you talk it as David Sainz, he's going to speak to the England, the guys are saying. And, I mean, this is just like playing for Rangers. You I mean, might argue for them if they win. But playing for Rangers is such a joy. You know, European games, decent playing at a decent level. Big games, you know, the noise is going on about iBrooks. But that, I mean, that one is just phenomenal. Um, And it just puts it in perspective. I don't think we're any different to any other season. In fact, I look back 84-85 and 85-86. We are in a position where we have always been. The thing is, we always fold in previous years. What happens, as is, is always true for Rangers, is what do you do from December through to yeah. March? And that defines your season. Yeah, is always, it, is it, is it, all, it almost always does.
1: Um, a small point on that that party. Um, I think every employee of the club, which relative to today would be a small group, was present, or at least invited, to that, that after-cut final party. And there was just this family sense that David Holmes was... Introducing to to the club. Players talk about it. um, uh, Campbell Longley talks about it. um, Everyone was buying into this thing. Um, And they they, they absolutely recognised that at the time. Uh, Games were becoming all ticket, um, which was relatively new. Even the AGM, which not really something touts would get a lot of money for before, uh, was... It was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? People couldn't get in and had to be rescheduled um, for the, the, the exhibition
2: centre. It, it, was, just it a... was fantastic that that the AGM rescheduled because it was right after the League Cup final. Yeah, they had and it. And I got to hold the League Cup. <laughs> yeah. it was, this is the lack of commercialisation because after it, it was a whole load of nonsense. And I had five shares or whatever. But as you went out, the League Cup was on the table and the guys in front of me were queuing up. And one of them lifted up, and the security guy didn't move. Yeah. So after that, everybody was imagining himself as Big Terry lifted, it, and it's a huge trophy. Right. It's a magnificent trophy. It's really heavy. But it just was. We were in a row. I mean, it, I think you know. You talk about that League Cup final and the, the tackles that gets the crowd going. As soon as I said it, and many times, if it's not going well, make a tackle, get the crowd up, and it's just. Pure emotion at that point. We're up and down, it's a roller coaster, but roller coasters tend to be quite good fun as long as you don't, you know, crash at the end of
1: it. Oh. <laughs> Conscious of time. Um again, you're you're looking at that right. You you're, you're saying we're on a roll and everyone's buying into just about everything in the club, literally. Uh the cups in the bag, you know, surely you soon as is going to get that kind of much sought after consistency. Well, not, not quite. A couple of draws, although one would say credible ones, uh, up at Tannadice, 0-0, One inch at Parkhead, just a couple of weeks after that cup final, wee bit more uh, a sedate affair. Um, but then again, this step backwards at Ibrox, eighth of November against Motherwell, uh, Rangers just knocking on the door all day, not getting anywhere, uh, and, and Motherwell, eighty eighth minute winner. Um, and I guess just this kind of blunt reminder of, of how toothless Rangers maybe had been before, it could still happen again. Um, again, it's Walter Smith that's wheeled out to do the post match. Um, and he said, you know, the, the lack of full back support um, and getting around that, that kind of mother will rearguard before saying somewhat tantalisingly, um, it's something we will sort out. Um, thankfully, Clay Banker and show, Rangers battered them, a 2 1 victory over Dundee, another late goal, Dave McPherson getting it. And soon as having to reiterate again that fans as well as players are just going to have to be patient. We will not resort to swinging the high ball into the area in frustration. We will continue to play it from the back. And even if it takes 80 minutes to crack a defence, then that is the way it will have to be. is um, still an issue. We uh, lose 1-0 up there. And Dave McPherson to a straight red card. He absolutely somehow made David Dodds even uglier than he was um, <laughs> at kickoff. I mean, Brady spread his nose pretty much all over his, his face and that bus journey home uh, Rangers are 8 points behind Celtic 2 points for a win um, the next time they would take that trip to Bataudry would be a very different affair one game I want to touch on before we wrap up boys and just the first leg you have a cup still there um Tamperi were seen off a creditable um, win over Boa Vista uh, as well. Derek Ferguson uh, getting the only goal in Portugal after a first-leg 2-1 win at Ibrox. That led us to meeting uh, German opposition, which would be a bit of a theme um, over these um, soonish years. Uh, Borussia Gladbach, managed by Joop Hinks, who had quite a decent career, uh, I think. Um, this was his final season before going to, to, to Bayern. Uh and that game at Ibrooks then, boys, Rangers start very well. Ian Durant is the man uh, who puts Rangers in front again. Uh, very bright 15 minutes, um, but self-inflicted wound uh, again, John. Um, Derek Ferguson, loose pass out of defence, German spring a counter. Um, Monroe is stripped, I think, by, by Winkle before. Uwe the converts the, 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 the cross uh, to make it 1-1 really annoying away goal of course uh, and and it finishes that way Um, your memories of that night?
2: Disappointment Um, I genuinely believed and there weren't many I think the advocate early on there are seasons where you could go deep into Europe and you just thought the way we were playing was probably more suited for Europe a la Liverpool um, than Scotland in many ways Um, and, yeah, I mean, the goal just before, it, it, I think it took everything out of us, actually. Um, disappointment. Um, it, it was one of the lower ones of that season. I mean, at that point, I mean, the Motherwell game you touched on, was that not the beginning of the quintessential games against McLean's, totally yeah, McLean's Motherwell? That oh,
3: that's <laughs> a hellish game that day. Rafe, he's amazing. they it's it's amazing the names you remember. Ray Farningham and his moustache, yeah. scoring the scoring the winner um, that day. That that, that was a, a week, That was one of the early weekend ruiners for me because it was raining and a miserable day. Just couldn't even get to play when I got home.
2: Okay, James. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Really disappointing, but it reinforced the the rule of Rangers against German opposition. Yeah, yeah we only beat we we only beat teams that come from towns that begin with D. Or if you we win the European trophy. Do you know the funny thing about it, Martin? Is that back then there was
3: this. I, I think it took British clubs so long to understand how to use an away goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I genuinely do, Joe, no, I think agree. that I'm you, agree. Would, I'm just you would hear. You would hear British teams all the time saying, you know, we're going to go over there, try and keep a clean sheet, and if it's a nil-nil that'd be yeah. a great result. No, it wouldn't. Hello. Oh, yeah. um, and it, it took decades to sink in. So, of course, the Germans get the goal. Um, we get one fifteen minutes, I think, Ian Durant, and then they get their goal bang on half-time, and then they just sit in, and they're like, yeah, this will absolutely do this, because then you'll need to come out in the same um, way. And we just, not just Rangers, but British teams in general. And it's a wee bit frustrating to me because one of the few teams who did understand it were Liverpool. I remember the year they, they um, won the, the Champions League. They drew 0-0. 0-0 eh, won the Champions League won the European Cup the last time, which would be 84. They drew 0-0 with uh, Dinamo Tbilisi at home. And Joe Fagan said, Nah no, nah, we're still favourites because we'll score out there. Yeah. Um, people in Britain laughed and went, no, you got the sacred nil-nil, that means that you're, you know, they've got their nil-nil, you're out, uh, and of course that's exactly what they did do, they went over there and scored and then hit them in the break and done them and I kind of, looking back did not think at the time, we was a wee boy, but looking back I kind of a wee bit disappointed soon didn't realise that, because he was at the one club in Britain that seemed yeah. to understand how to use this thing to your advantage, but I don't think British people caught up British clubs caught up. I think we thought it was somehow sneaky and unsporting Yeah, yeah
2: it's <laughs> a bit like, a bit like Celtic, Celtic supporters think that if you've got a goalkeeper that saves shots, that's cheating. I mean, yeah, it, that's yeah, yeah it it, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's like well, you know,
3: these 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 Europeans might get their goal and then sit in and defend, but we don't do that. We just treat them as two, you know, two games, and whoever scores the most goals over the two of them wins. And you're you know, your European clubs were light years ahead
1: of us. Well, we'll plenty of uh, European action to, to discuss over the next. Uh, months uh, ahead but it's been another enjoyable discussion gentlemen thank you John
2: thank you glad we managed to cut it short for you tonight yeah thank you David (laughs) thanks uh, wonderful memories
1: Uh, in that six month review soon as Clearly acknowledged that his side wasn't yet the finished article. He said we still don't have a squad good enough to win the league, but we are on the hunt for another player. One interested spectator at Hampden for that Skull Cup final was Graham Roberts of Tottenham Hotspur, the subject of a pursuit that would last until Christmas before Souness finally got his man, the missing piece of his defensive jigsaw. As John mentioned, that that UV Van goal may have been a source of yet more frustration, but it would be the last time Rangers fans would see their backline breached for more than two months. The concrete of a title-winning foundation was finally beginning to set. Next week, Andy and Alan will join me to discuss those two months. The New Year game, Hamilton, and all of that. Until then, bye for now.
2: podcast network.